morning, brethren. I have two martyrs for you today because both accounts are reasonably short. I want to introduce you to two brothers, two brothers who showcased their belief of the truth and they sealed it with their blood, one being Brother John and the other being Brother Amond. Both of these men are Albigenses. Most of you probably don't know what that means and there's a reason for that. Albigenses were a group in southern France in the 1100s to the 1300s. And the reason you don't know about them is though the fact that there were hundreds of thousands, so much so that the entire region of southern France was considered to be infested with them. The Pope called for a crusade against them. Yes, an actual crusade, so that by the end of the 1300s, they didn't exist. They were wiped out. If you spend any time looking in the 1200s in Fox's Book of Martyrs, they have next to no names because it's just whole towns destroyed. These are our brothers in the faith. Yes, right. These are some of the people that we come from. The whole, their whole name, Albigenses, means because they're from the area of Albi in southern France. And they were made up of Donatists, Paulicians, Waldenses. And their numbers were so great that they were named after the region. So these are two men, two ministers of the Albigenses. And the ways that they lived and died for the truth. And... I have two simple lessons for you, two lessons, one from one life and one from the other to take away. One, how well do you know the scriptures? Because Brother John knew the scriptures and he used them powerfully. And secondly, how much do you love souls? Because that's what Brother Amon did. He gave his life for the love of souls. At the town of Limousin in France, John de Cadurco, a minister of the Albigenses, was apprehended degraded in order to be burnt. The entire account of him takes about two paragraphs, but they're powerful paragraphs. During his degradation, which means publicly being put out in front of everyone else to be accused, to be humiliated, to be preached against before being condemned and killed. During his degradation, a friar undertook to preach a sermon. He opened the New Testament and picked a text. I'm not going to tell you the text because I want to see how well some of you know the word of God. I'll just read to you what the friar wanted to read to the audience first. Now the spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Some of you already know. That's where he stopped. That's where the friar stopped. And so from that verse, he set about to promote Catholicism and to put down Albigenseism. Yet from behind him, Brother John called out, could you read the next two verses, please? Amen, yes. The friar reopened his testament, looked down at them, and stood in dumb silence, unable to read them, knowing what they meant. And so Brother John from behind him called out, well, if you won't, can you give it to me so I can read it to the audience, please? The friar, again, being dumbstruck, did so. And John, to the audience, read these verses. Speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. That's right. Forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from meats, That's which right. God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. Amen. Yes. Congratulations, Friar, you just condemned yourself in front of the crowd. 
they, that entire crowd just got to hear the truth preached to them, got to hear the word of God proclaim that Catholicism is a lie following doctrines of the devil. But you know what? They fulfilled verse 2. Their consciences were seared with a hot iron, especially that friar, because again, he knew what it meant. He could not speak because he knew he condemned himself by his own choice of passage. Didn't matter. They condemned Brother John to the stake anyway, and thence he was executed. How well do you know the word of God? If on trial, in front of a group of people, already knowing you were good enough to be condemned, could you do something like that? Do you know the word of God well enough to know when someone's reading a passage that they have no concept of what it means to correct them? That's what Brother John did on the spot, in the moment, and testified of the truth. Then we have Brother Amond. Amond de Lavoie, a minister in the town of Bordeaux, Complaint had been made against him by the Romish clergy, the priests. He was advised by his friends to flee. He had prior warning of what was coming. And with over a century of crusade and massacre against those who had come before him. He absolutely refused to flee, stating, and we have some quotes from this man and those around him. He refused to flee, stating that should he absent himself, the people might well white might well imagine what he had preached consisted only of dreams and fables and was not extracted from the pure word of God. But to prevent them from entertaining such a notion, he was determined to seal his testimony with the truth of his blood. Opportunity number one, warned in advance, didn't run. When he was arrested, the people of the town sought to rescue him. His reputation was so high that when the authorities came, the townspeople of Bordeaux, which is not a small town in France, the townspeople did not want him taken. He replied to the people trying to liberate him, since it is the will of God that I should suffer for him, I will not resist his will. Opportunity number two, he refused to be delivered because he cared about the souls of his, of his flock, of his people. He remained imprisoned nine months based only on the accusations made against him by the priests. And it was noted during that time, in not good conditions, that he maintained it patiently the entire time. He was placed on trial. And while on trial, they put him on the rack. They stretched him. His response to his pain, when put to the question was, the body must once die, but the soul shall live, for the kingdom of God endureth forever. He was going to maintain his testimony even under pain. Let me ask again, how much do you love souls? He was tortured to the point where he passed out from pain. So, of course, they stopped to wait. When he recovered, his immediate response was to begin praying for his persecutors. Not accepting deliverance from pain multiple times and then praying for their souls. He was demanded again, would he convert to Catholicism and renounce the truth. He steadfastly and positively refused and was so condemned to the stake. At the place of his execution, he offered a prayer. O Lord, make haste to help me. Tarry not, despise not the work of thy hands. That's scripture in case you don't know. Then looking at the crowd, he noticed members of his congregation among it and said this to them, my friends, I exhort you to study and learn the gospel, for the word of God abideth forever. 
labor to know the will of God and fear not them that kill the body, but have no power over the soul. After that point, he was strangled and then he was burnt. But again, what did he care about? Why was he there? Why didn't he flee? Why didn't he accept deliverance at the hands of the town? Because he cared about souls. He wanted his congregation to see this is what the truth means. And I will not back off from it, even if it costs me my life. We have two brethren. These are real people who lived their lives, who lived for God and died for God. Do we do this just to hear facts in history, or do we learn something from it? Do you know the word of God? Could you be like Brother John? Could you, on trial, defend the truth? Do you love souls so much so that you would be willing to sacrifice yourself for them? In whatever capacity, I mean, we're not asked to do that today. We give our time. We give our effort. We give a little bit of money sometimes. Do you love souls that way? Praise be to God for these two brothers. Brothers in the faith like us, can we learn from them? Yeah.